Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Script Show, where we're talking about your favorite and scariest movies here, talking about <laughs> what was good, what was bad, and what we can improve. We don't just talk about the problems, we give solutions to the problems. And today, I'm being haunted by my co-host, Dr. Sam. You're so enthusiastic today. <laughs> you excited that, that spooky month is almost over? Been too scared and now it's, it's, re- it's ready, to, ready to end? Ready hey to man, I'm just up? I'm glad that I can go finally go back to sleep after watching all these scary movies. I know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a frightening time, especially, especially last week. Yeah, with, man. Uh, oh, the God. Grinch is frightening. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to, to watch anything Grinch-related ever again. Oh, I think I'm, I'm stuck now. That's it. <laughs> I am 100% done. Yep, me too. The Grinch, I'm out. I can't, can't, can't Grinch anymore, you know? Uh, so what, what, did, what, did we, what did we experiment with today? We were, as the movie called us, foolish mortals and took a little, took a little tour around this haunted mansion... The Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, this was a a movie. It's from 2003, starring Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I saw this movie uh, was a delightful time. I saw it at, one, at our dollar theater near my house uh, later in its run. It was like New Year's time. Okay. So it wasn't spooky anymore, but it was still... I was still pretty scared. I was like nine. I remember watching this movie and actually being a little more scared than I was today for mm. some reason, you know? For, for certain reasons. Yeah. Uh, like the opening scene, I remember like when the random kid shows up and the ghost comes out and just scares him. I, that actually freaked me out as a kid. That made me jump. It, it's definitely a jumpy moment when you watch it now. It's like, who's this kid? What's, why is this spirit? Why is he being scared? What's happening? And it doesn't make sense. We can jump into the summary in a minute, but I think that's the reason why, because the kid has all the folders with Eddie Murphy and his wife's face on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they find out, like, oh, look, it's the woman. It's sure. a stretch. It's a stretch. Like, but... I, I get that he's, like, delivering mail, but, like, why would there, like, would would they be realtors? Like, how do they know about <laughs> the property? How do they, there's a lot of things that they leap in this thing that I don't understand. Yeah, no, this is a... Uh, didn't hold up as well as I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. It's um, it definitely was that time where Disney was like, "Whoa, Pirates of the Caribbean made a lot of money. We should make other rides into movies." And um, I think they did this one, the Tower of Terror, and they did Tower of Terror is like a, like a TV movie, right? right yeah. yeah. They did that. Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. The weird thing is Pirates of the Caribbean came out the same year as Haunted Mansion, so they had to be making developing these at the same time. Oh, interesting. And hoping to like jump like balance one like off of the other and be like, Oh see, uh, uh, these these two things worked. But only only one of them worked. Uh, and we don't even want to get into Tom Sawyer's island. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, yes, um, there's another one too that Oh yeah, and the Country oh, Bears. Country Bears. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what was the Country Bears? The Country Bears came out in 2002. Really? Wow. So, actually, yeah, they started this thing with the Country Bears cuz I mean, they did the TV movie with the uh, Tower of Terror, but the Country Bears with uh, Stephen yeah. Walken or uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken? Yep. Yeah. No, uh, just a quick t- side tangent on that. I saw the first trailer I ever saw for the Country Bears was when I was in Hawaii. And I actually got to see Lilo and Stitch in Hawaii when I was on vacation. Oh. Uh, and we were in the theater, it was packed, and everyone went crazy for the Country Bears trailer. <laughs> like, I was, like, not having it as, you know, like an eight, seven or eight-year-old, and these people were, like, laughing their asses off. And I was like, all right, 
I guess I guess country bear, country humor is funny in Hawaii. We've been there. We've been there. Yeah. So did uh, did this movie hold up for you? Uh, the Haunted Mansion of the Country Bears. It's very important. <laughs> Give us both those these hot takes. Uh, both movies do not hold up today, but specifically the Haunted Mansion. Is not good. It's not bad. It's it just exists. It's just very flat. Like if you remember any like family comedy from the early two thousands where, where the dad works too much and the kids are precocious and the wife is like this voice of reason, but she also gets like, a third of the screen time. You've seen this movie, and you've seen it in many other places. Yeah, no, if you really like uh, real estate jokes, this is the movie for you. Oh, especially in that first ten minutes, they, they, they're really getting the kids, kids on board mm-hmm. with uh, Eddie Murphy talking houses and having funny people from other movies that would you know do other things, being like, happy anniversary, and wait, you're a realtor? And he just stops and you know adjusts his tie, and he's like, hi, I'm a realtor. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's just get into it. Yep. All right. So we have these opening scenes, and literally the movie starts off being like, foolish mortals. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, and I'm like, whoa. Remember that this is a ride? Does everybody remember that this is a ride? I remember that this is a ride. So does the movie. The movie makes sure that you remember it, that this is a ride, and we will get, we'll get into that. Well, in the opening, the opening credits roll as, like, these, like, slow-mo shots of, like, a party from, like, this 17 or 1800s that's going on, and you see kind of, like, the gist of the backstory that there's this party, and there's a woman who's writing a letter, and it's, like, a, a letter of, like, I love you, uh, and she closes it up and uh, puts, slides it under a door, but at some point, uh, we find out that the the woman has killed herself, and the the man that she wrote the letter to was just distraught. So he he hanged himself, which was in the same position as the the guy from the ride. Ha <laughs> ha! I see what you guys did there. And yeah, that's the opening credits. And we cut to a couple decades <laughs> later, <laughs> a long time later, where this kid's riding his bike, pulling up, and he like just rides up to the mansion and looks at it for a second, and then out of nowhere. This burst of wind ghost face just hits him right in the face. Drops all his mail. Yep, and he runs off. And uh, as we talked about in the beginning, very weird. Very weird that this kid's walking around. And the only thing I can give an explanation for is that we saw this because we. this is how the ghost found out that Elizabeth or Sarah, however you want to call her, is mm-hmm. reincarnated. Yes, no, the... Uh uh, which is a spoiler for later. Oh, uh, shit. Sorry, I spoiled okay. it, guys. I spoil Haunted Mansion, but basically... So the kid drops some flyers for uh, Eddie Murphy, also known as Jim Evers, and his wife, Sarah's uh, real estate business that they run together. And we see those two pictures, and then we cut to uh, Eddie Murphy uh, trying to close a deal on a house. And he's 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 great at his job, man. He's But he's taking these people to all these houses, and they're just so difficult, and they can't figure it out. And they're like, I don't want to... I don't want to be sitting here. And he's like trying to say like with Jim Evers, we'll sell you a house that you want to live in forevers and evers. And like the haunted mansion, like they're trapped in that house forevers and evers. Oh snap. Whoa. There's so much little nuances in this film, man. But then while he's trying to sell the house, uh, he gets a phone call from his wife, Sarah, who is clearly like in her mid (laughs) twenties and they're supposed to have these like 10 and 13 year old children whatever uh, she calls him and is like hey are we still on for our anniversary but since Eddie Murphy's in front of some clients he says oh yes i am with some people right now but i'd love to close on this house uh, if you can if you're willing to meet tonight and then she's like cool's our reservation at 7 he's like oh yes i'll meet you at 7 
And then the people, in, he hangs up, and the people in the house are like, we'll take that. We'll take the house. No matter, it's no problem that there are not enough outlets for our house. We'll take it. Yeah, and it's such an early 2000s like, thing that people thought were problems. It's like, I won't have enough place to plug in my things. I know. What else would be really bad in the like you know mid-2000s for real estate? My apartment is full of outlets. <laughs> we actually have too many things to plug in, places to plug things in. So he closes on that deal. And then he shows up to a, uh, to, like, this tiki, like, restaurant, which I think is supposed to be, like, a foreshadowing for the Tiki Room movie. <laughs> uh, if you haven't been to Disneyland, go to the Tiki Room. It's a great place to get a nap. <laughs> but go if to you the, If you want to go to the Tiki Room, get some Dole Whip before. Dole Whip. Yep. Only place you can get it in the world. Exactly. One of three places, something like that. Yeah. But he goes to this, like, uh, you know, Hawaiian-themed restaurant where he's closing a deal on a house with these annoying people and they're just not signing these papers, and he's like, hey, sign the papers, and they're like, oh, please have a drink with us first, and then he's like, oh, I have to go to my anniversary, and they're like, oh, we insist you have to stick around with us. And this is the problem that I have with the movie, is that they keep talking about how he's all into business and stuff all the time, always doing work, but this first interaction isn't his fault. These annoying people that won't close on the house and just won't sign unless he just gets a drink with them. So he, he's, he would lose the business if he didn't. Yes, he but he and he does have the business with them. It's more the people afterwards where they're like, "Hey, I heard you're a real estate guy, and we're looking to buy." And we can see in Jim Carrey's like, or Uh, Jim Carrey, sorry, Eddie Murphy. He's like Eddie Murphy is the Jim Carrey of uh, the Haunted Man. Of I guess the early two thousand. He was good from the eighties to the two thousands. Yeah, until he started doing this in Daddy Daycare, man. But then, yes, he says no, like, or he agrees to. Help the people out to find a house, and he misses his anniversary dinner with his wife. Oh, no. But he shows up back at home with a big teddy bear mm-hmm. and uh, a gold watch on its wrist, and he's like, oh, hello, I can buy your love, can't I, wife? Wife, can I buy your love? Nope. And as the Beatles once said, you cannot buy me love. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song, you can't buy me love. Anyways. They they get have a little argument about how he's always working and he thinks he can just miss special events and she's like you missed three school plays two soccer games a clarinet recital I was like these kids are active yeah good they're, for them man very busy this it's all in one month too <laughs> so we meet Jim Evers's kids Megan and Michael and Michael's really scared of spiders. And so the dad goes up and is like, you just got to hit it with this magazine. And we see that it's a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition magazine. <laughs> oh. What jokes. What hilarity. Yes. Oh. Oh, but, man. But after a lengthy back and forth where Michael's like, I'm not going to hit the spider. And Eddie Murphy's like, you're going to hit the spider. He's like, I'm not going to hit it. You're going to hit it. It lasts a while. And then daughter Megan just shows up, grabs the magazine, smashes the spider. Yep. And Eddie Murphy's just like, oh, what the hell? And she's like, you guys, blah, blah, blah. It's very stupid. Not yes. funny. That you just get introduced to their personalities. That's she doesn't care. He's scared of everything. Yep. Moving on, they go. Uh, then Sarah gets a phone call, a mysterious phone call. Ooh, a spooky phone call. And he's like, the person on the other line is like, "Hello, I need you to come to this house right away. We need to. I want you to sell this property." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can." And this is after Eddie Murphy agreed. Okay, we're not going to do any business this weekend. We're only going go to go. We're going to go to the lake house. We're going to go do. Just things as a family. And she's like, okay. But Eddie Murphy hears the phone call, and he's like, oh, who's that? And she says who it is, and he's like, what? It's, it's this property? This is, do you even know what this property is? 
And I, as the audience member, I'm like, no, I don't know what this property is. He takes over the phone call, and it's basically just like, we're gonna, we're gonna stop to, on this house on the way to the lake house, right? Right, we're gonna do some business, and it's like, oh no, here's Eddie Murphy, always concerned about business again. Classic. And so they end up going to the house, they walk into it, and they're like, wow, this is like a really old place. It looks like this could almost be, like, haunted. Well, the first they go out back, and they see the entire backyard <laughs> is just a graveyard. And it's not like a normal graveyard, where it's like, oh no, it's the family plot. Like, this is badly green-screened, but it's like, stretches for miles, like these graves. And they don't really think much of it. They're just like, some, you know, some people have backyards, and some people have home family graveyards. Like, just like Sarah, come on, you're the rational one. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, yes. So they end up going into the haunted mansion, and they're greeted by the waiter, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey, played by Terrence Stamp. Which, and man, Terrence Stamp is loving this role. I. It's that thing where he knows that he's the the old guy who has to be like the butler. Like, he, he knows his lot in life, and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And it's one of those things where it's so subdued that it's almost over the top. Oh, yeah, no. I, he hams it up, dude. He is loving everything that he's in. They do this joke, like, five times. It's only in this, like, ten-minute span, but it's whenever Ramsey shows up, lightning strikes, and it's always, like, on his, like, on his shot when they're cutting to it. It's just darkness, and it's like, boom, there he is. And he, he knows. It, it's whenever he's on the screen that the movie knows what kind of movie it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. I enjoyed this a lot. Yes. Uh, but anyways, he's like, oh, you guys have to stay longer. We're going to have dinner together. Eddie Murphy's just like, sure, I'll have dinner. And the kids are like, what? You I said don't... 20 minutes tops, Dad. Dad. And so they end up getting dinner, and they're introduced to the man who owns the whole mansion. They end up meeting Edward Gracie, the proprietor of the haunted mansion. Or sorry, just the mansion right now. We don't know it's haunted yet. Uh, we meet him, and he's very charming and very nice. And he's like, hello, this fa- this house has been in my family for generations. We have we would love to have you for dinner. They eat some dinner. And yeah, they just talk about how the house has been around for a while, if they believe in ghosts. And Eddie Murphy's like, that's preposterous. There are no such things as ghosts. And then the two servants are behind them. And so the, there's a huge storm going out outside, and Ramsey announces that the roads have been flooded. You must stay. <laughs> you must stay overnight. The roads have been flooded. <laughs> you, it's too dangerous. We can't let you out. And then everyone's like, but Dad, you said 20 minutes tops. And I think Eddie Murphy just doesn't want his car to get ruined or something. Yeah. If Or he's just like... We can't. Yeah, and he thinks it's also better business to stay with them, to not upset them. So Ramsey takes them to their rooms, puts the kids in theirs, which it's a mansion, so he should have been able to, sep- like, conceivably separate the families, or, like, separate them so that the kids could have their own rooms. That would make more sense, but it is what it is. Yeah, and so Eddie Murphy ends up going around uh, to this library. Well, first and he and his wife have like their, the, the big fight, like the thing that, you know, separates them for the movie. Okay. Where they, they, they like have a discussion where she's like, we should have left. We shouldn't have come here at all. You know, it's the same discussion we had earlier, but then she takes off the, the nice watch that he gave her for anniversary. She's like, I'm mad at you. And then Ramsey shows up and is like, uh, Mr. Mr. Grimmy, Grimmy, Grimy. 
Gracie, that's it. I hate these names. Mr. Gracie would like to see you in the library. And so Eddie Murphy goes to the library where he discovers... A secret passageway. Whoa! But he, like, is sort of unimpressed with it at first. He's just, like, dicking around. And then he's like, whoa, look at this. And he's just entertaining himself by flicking on and off this secret passage room. Which is, like, I feel like that's one of those studio-mandated jokes where it's just, like, there's, like, wouldn't it be funny if you just flip the switch on and off over and over again? It's like, sure, maybe. He's, he's never shown an inclination to want to do that ever. And then he's just doing that out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just sort of dumb. Yeah, he does that. He finds a little secret passageway. At the same time, the kids find this white orb floating around, and they're like, whoa, what is it? They're not really that impressed by it Yeah, they're just, like, really chill about it. It doesn't really phase them. What is this? And then it, like, goes out of the room, and then the girl's like, it wants us to follow it, which it did not give any inclination (laughs) that it wanted you to follow it, but okay. I have to sort of point this out at this point. The mom is a really bad actor, and the little daughter is too. Like the the boy isn't that great either, but he 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 makes the best of it. Yeah, the daughter and mom are so bad. If you don't have any music behind it, it's just like the, the daughter at that scene is literally just like it wants us to follow it. Really, is good to to go back and watch that because man, they have they have like no direction or like no way of knowing what to do. Yeah, and the mom, too, at points where she's just like, wow, that's such an interesting story. Tell me more about this woman that was, like, murdered in the 1800s. Part of me feels like they spent more of their time on the Eddie Murphy stuff, and they're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta like, speed through this other stuff. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. But anyway, so they go around finding the orb, and the kids end up finding a treasure chest, right? Yeah, the kids, uh, the kids go up, like, an elevator, and they... It's like to some attic where they're keeping a bunch of stuff, and basically the kids find uh, like a treasure chest. But then they also uncover this big painting, but it's not a normal painting. No, what is it? In fact, it's a painting that looks pretty familiar. Oh snap! It's a painting of their mother. Bum, bum, bum. And at the same time, the mother is invited by uh, Mr. Gracie to follow him through the mansion to, so that he can tell her more about the the story of the mansion and how he feels about things. It's also just more conversations. There's a lot of splitting between these three, like, stories. Yeah, no, it was really weirdly edited, because at the same time as the kids are finding the treasure chest, Eddie Murphy is dicking around in this haunted mansion, just, like, we literally just walk past a bunch of the ride stuff, like the yeah. statues that, like, wherever you see, they, they follow you, like, they yeah. turn their heads and stuff. And there's, like, the paintings that, like, are normal, but then they turn into, like, death paintings. yeah. And he ends up bumping into a mirror with a a raven on it, and then he drops his torch and picks it up, and he looks up, and it's Eddie Murphy as a zombie, and he's just like, ah! Leans down again, looks back up, and he's back to normal. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I felt like that that middle thirty minutes was just them being like, all right, here's here's the kids propelling the plot forward, and here's Eddie Murphy showing you the stuff that you liked about the ride. Yeah, it's. It's not entertaining. That's the thing. Like, I remember as a kid thinking, like, whoa, the Eddie Murphy thing really scared me. But looking back on it, like, The Walking Dead would laugh at those special effects. Yes, they would. Yeah, so Eddie Murphy's doing all that. The kids are upstairs, and then the two servants that were serving them at dinner show up, and they're like, you can't be here. You must escape. Get out of here. And they're like, why is our mother in, in a painting on in your, in your master's house? And then they start to explain, but then they hear... A commotion a little down below and they're like go hide and it's Ramsey looking around being like 
the children are not in their quarters. And the, the two servants are like, well, we don't know anything about it. And he's just like, I cannot take that buffoon of a husband anymore. This has to be done tonight. He d- yeah, doesn't really explain much, but he's just there. At this point, we kind of know that they're ghosts. No one's officially stated these are the ghosts, but they're ghosts. So why are they appearing in these, like, human forms? Like, they're not in their, like, ghostly, like... Ramsey doesn't, like, not, like, teleport, but, you know, like, go through the walls of the floor and, like, go through, like, other walls. He just walks in like a normal person. If you're a ghost, you're just gonna operate under the rules you've lived under. Hey, man, I know this was a very small budget they had to work with. I'm sure they had to take shortcuts wherever they had to. Only $90 million. It was only $90 million. They had... I don't even know how this film got made on that, you know? Like, that's so... Yeah, exactly. And so now Eddie Murphy has gone, ran off from him being scared of the mirror, and he bumps into this one room with a glowing orange head in it. And he's like, whoa, what is this? And it turns out to be Madame Leota. Is it an orange head? I thought she was in a green ball. Sorry, did I say orange? I meant green. (laughs) (laughs) She's in a green ball, and she just also sort of just dicks around with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, she's just, well, she's saying stuff that they say in the ride. Because that's like one of the big parts is you go in this room where it's like floating musical instruments and she's like saying prophecies and stuff. And she's just like, if you don't go to find the key, you'll never uh, achieve your dreams. That's not what it is, but that's like my slant rhyme for it. <laughs> and basically, she like gives him cryptic things where it's like, you have to go find the key. And is that where she, she has to find the key or he has to find the letter first? I think he just runs away, too. I think he runs away from this because he's freaked out that the whole thing just happened to him. And he runs into his kids. And he's chased by floating musical instruments first. Yeah. Very important Yes, to know. He, he has been chased by floating musical instruments. So after Eddie Murphy runs off from the flying trumpets and other musical instruments, he bumps into his kids, who are still with the two servant ghosts, and he's like, we gotta go! i just been chased by a frickin' trumpet and saxophone! And the kids are like, no, ghosts are real! And then Eddie Murphy is like, no, ghosts aren't real! Even though he was just chased by floating musical instruments <laughs> and, so then, and a crystal ball with a person's head in it. And so then uh, the two servants are like, no, ghosts are real, and they like use their ghost powers in front of him, and he's like, whoa, wait, how did you fly right in front of me? Like, durr. And so... The two servants tell him, like, the only way you guys can leave is if you help us, like, escape. And that's how you're going to save your... They're like, Mr. Gracie thinks that your wife is, like, the reincarnation of his lost love, Elizabeth. And the only way for us to move on is for them to get married, which... Why? How do we... How do they know that? How yeah. How do they know that that's what will make them... Help them move on to the afterlife? And so, Eddie Murphy's not convinced, so they show him the painting of Elizabeth, Sarah... And he's like, whoa, whoa, how do you have a picture of my wife? And it's like, maybe everything they're saying is true. Yeah. And so the two ghosts are like, we need to talk to Madame Leota and try and figure out what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Which, like, man, you guys have had a couple decades, a couple centuries to figure yeah. out what they need to do. And you're still trying to figure it out? They just needed human beings to show them what to do. Uh, I guess. But basically, they go back to Madame Leota. She gives them another cryptic clue where it's like, Go, go to the cemetery, find, find the deepest crypt, and go get the key from inside of the crypt. Eddie Murphy's just like, well, what, what, how do we get there? And then the two ghosts look at each other, and they're like, we have an idea. And they burst out the side of the castle wall in this ghost carriage, which, okay. 
Well, the, the weird thing is that I get that they like need you know they can't go out the normal doors because they're worried that Ramsey's gonna find out, so they have to like escape. But what the commotion <laughs> of a giant carriage bursting through the side of the wall cause just as much commotion, and then he'll walk by and be like, "Excuse me, where did this draft come from?" <laughs> Oh, my heavens. <laughs> There's a hole in my castle. But, but and it's a kid's movie, adventure movie. We have to have one fast-moving vehicle. Yes. It's a, it's in the studio mandates, man. It, it's. I bet that was a studio note, honestly. Where it wasn't just like, hey, we can't just escape. It's like, okay, so fine. They'll escape, they escape through the wall, the ghosts drive the carriage, and they go through the cemetery where you see a bunch more references to the ride. It's like, oh... Don't you want to be on the ride? Don't you want to be on the ride right now? Don't you remember the ride? Don't you want to go to Disneyland and go on the Haunted Mansion ride? Which, do you... Th- we can talk about this later, but do you think that this movie was made as an advertisement for Disneyland Park? Or do you think they were hoping people who went to Disneyland Parks would go see the movie? Probably a little of both. Because part of me thinks that it's like, oh, if they see the movie, then they're going to buy tickets to the park, and then that'll cost more money, and then they'll, you know, do something from... Th- th- it'll work from there. I don't know, man. Like we said, this was a, a shoestring budget they had they going really here. They had to work with, with what, the best they could. Um, but anyways, there's this one stupid point where the ghosts are like manning the carriage and this tree branch comes out of nowhere and they're like, ah, and then it hits their heads off. But then but ghosts, so the it grows back. back and it's like, oh, that, okay. <laughs> I see where that $90 million is going towards. That, that one effect cost $20 million. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, so they get to the graveyard, they're walking through the through there, and then they find these uh, singing busts uh, where they're singing about, oh, uh, we're a bunch of public domain songs so they don't have to pay the money for it. And so they're doing that, and then uh, Eddie Murphy's like, hey guys, uh, what's going on? They're like, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking for something to, because my wife is in trouble. They're like, my wife is in trouble. My wife's in trouble. And they just keep singing everything he says. He's like... No, we've got to find the key. And then they're like, find the key, find the key. But the singing busts are a bust. Yeah. Hey. bum And so they end up going to the crypt. Eddie Murphy goes down by himself originally, and the yeah. daughter follows. They open the crypt, and they find a dead body. Surprise! And It's like a key around its neck, or like it's, it's holding in a key. Its, yeah, its hand or whatever. And they take the key, and they start to walk off. Well, And then Eddie Murphy's like... Man, that was so easy. <laughs> Crystal Ball doesn't know what she's talking about. And, and it was that easy. They get the key and they escape. Yeah, and uh, Luke Skywalker popped up and he was like, oh, here's the Force. I'm a Force ghost. Don't you get it? Ah. This is where all the Jedi go. We party here afterwards. What if that's what happened? What if that was the crossover? It's just Star <laughs> Like, all this Force ghosts are just in the background. Oh, man. Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan. That'd be a great party. <laughs> but no, uh, that's not what happens. They grab the key and they're like, this was too easy. And that's when the zombie sits up in his Yep, they coffin. S- he sits up, Eddie Murphy drops the key, it goes into the water, Eddie Murphy starts fighting the zombie, and the girl goes down to go get the key. And as they're doing that, more zombies start popping up. And so Eddie Murphy, like, sort of defeats one, and then the daughter still hasn't found the key, and she's like, ew, I really don't want to do this right now. And then Eddie Murphy's like, go underneath the water, and she does. And I'm like... This is a life or death situation here, and you just don't want to get your hair wet with some admittedly pretty crappy water, literally. We were all 13 once. We didn't want to get our hair wet at one time. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, so she goes, she finds, she gets the key from the, the, the crypt. Eddie Murphy and her run to the door, but then the door is covered in spiders and it's oh, locked. Shit. And the son is outside and he's like, I don't want to open the door. I'm too scared of spiders. And Eddie Murphy's yelling through the door. He's like, don't worry. Sometimes we're scared. We're all scared. I'm scared too. And then the daughter just yells, I'll kill you if you don't open this door. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's not helping. And he's like, it's okay to be scared. I'm scared right now because I'm about to be eaten by a bunch of zombies. You just have to open the door because there's a bunch of spiders on it. Yeah, spiders that aren't even like, they're not black widows or anything. They're no. just like. They're just like big fuzzy spiders. Yeah, exactly. And he does it. He does it. Whoa, his arc is complete. Nothing, nothing more. He Honestly, got, he, that's the movie right there. We should just stop right there where his, he's not afraid of spiders anymore. Yeah, no, that's it. That is it. Yep, so he opens the door. They all escape. And they brush all the spiders off of him. And then the kid's like, so dad, you have the key, right? And he's like, oh no. He, like, searches his pockets for a good, like, 15 seconds, and he has the key. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, uh, uh, oh, shit, I don't think I, oh, yeah, I have it. It's my jacket pocket, you know, the first place I should have looked. Yeah. What? What? This movie's not long, but there's so much they could have cut out of, you know? Whatever. So they go back to Madame Leota, who's like, great, you found the key, now open the chest. And they open up the chest and they find a note from Elizabeth. Ooh. And it says, and it tells Mr. Gracie that she would love to marry him and that it would be wonderful if, if they got together. And then he's like, wait a minute, so they did want to get married? Then why did she kill herself? Why does this have to be done in notes? It's 1700s. Is that how they used to marry people? 1700s. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was something. I mean, I also, I don't want, I don't want this to be a thing but part of me thinks that they were doing a little 1700s racism. Oh, it totally was. Six, Elizabeth's black, and Mr. Gracie's white, and the whole time Ramsey is like, you can't be with her at all, and he doesn't really give a reason for it. I kind of think it was because Ramsey's a little racist. I, it's definitely that. It Absolutely that was he was oh, racist. Also, spoiler, Ramsey's the one who told them they can't be together. Yes, and so as they are figuring out, like, well, what does this mean? Ramsey pops up and he's like, you fools. You just, the master didn't understand that he couldn't give the mansion to her. Yeah, they, so, could, they couldn't be together. I couldn't allow it. He poisoned her. So he reveals that he's the bad guy and everything. He throws the two kids in a trunk and locks it up and throws Eddie Murphy out a window and he ends up hitting his car. It's the same problem every villain has where it's not like, here, let me just crush your neck or just kill you in front of me. It's like, here, let me throw you out something without thinking about what's down there. So he survives the fall. Luckily for him, he should have broken his back at the very least, but okay. He's like, ah, oh, how am I going to get in? And he's thinking about it. And then we cut to Eddie Murphy's wife, Sarah, and Mr. Gracie just hanging out, you know, as, you know, as, as, as dead people are wont to do. And Gracie is just like trying, showing her everything like, oh, yeah, this was Elizabeth's wedding gown or something like that. And then he takes her and he's like, wait, what do you mean? You don't remember me? You don't remember me? And it comes really out of like a 180 because he's so chill. And then he's like, yeah. no, we we danced together. We were we were but, in love. But also, he's been talking to her this whole time, and she hasn't remembered him. Why is he now suddenly so upset that it's like, how could you not remember me? And she basically runs away, and Ramsey's like, you know, you have to, you have to marry the young master. Otherwise, something bad will happen to your kids. And then he shows her, like, a vision of, like, her kids in the trunk being trapped there. And she's like, fine, I'll, I'll marry him. 
And so, and then the next 20 minutes, she's in the gown and everything. They're about to get married, and she's, like, crying as she's walking up. And Gracely <laughs> looks at Ramsey like, she doesn't look happy. And he's like, it's tears, tears of, of joy. joy. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, Eddie Murphy's all sitting by his car, sad. He's like, I can't get in. I've given up on everything. And I don't know how this happens, but basically, Madame Leota in her crystal ball just rolls up to him. Which I don't, I didn't know she had a free range of motion, but Mm -hmm. okay. She rolls up to him and is like, what are you doing sitting down here all sad? And he's like, there's nothing I can do. Everything's awful. And then she's like, you just need to keep trying. You know, your family needs you. And it's like a really weird pep talk. And he's like, I've tried everything. And then she's just like, try harder. He's like, okay. Ray Liotta, sorry, Ray Liotta, Madam Liotta is... Um, I, side tangent, keep this in the podcast. I wish this Madam Liotta was played by Ray Liotta. But doing his, like, Goodfellas, like, character, it's like, fucking... But she had to come, she was up in the, like, attic area and yeah. had to roll out to go get to Eddie Murphy. It's not like Ramsey chucked her out or anything. I mean, and all the windows and, like, doors are closed. Well, except for that giant hole that they did <laughs> yeah. Hold on, we've got a few more problems here. We'll get back to that. But, but she somehow rolled out there, even though everything was locked, and she had was coming from like the attic or like the basement or whatever, and she gets out there, and like it's also a weird cut, because it's like, try harder, and we just cut immediately. She Eddie Murphy in his car. It's like, you ready? Hold on. And she's like, with what? Like, get it? Because she's a crystal fucking floating ball head. He crashes into the side of the of the mansion, and he starts running. And he but then he sees that the trunk that his kids are in is trapped down a hallway, and they're like being held up by a chain. But like they're not like perched over anything; they're just there. Which if he was smart, he would have just gone to save his wife first, come back for the kids because everything's fine. They're just trapped in a trunk. That's true. It's just a weird setup, you know. It's just yeah. down the hallway. Like, did Ramsey really like? As he was prepping Sarah to get married, was he also just, like, down there, like, putting him in, like, all right, we're going to put a chain here. I'm very bad at knots. <laughs> I'm trying my best. And I'm sure the other servants are like, what, why are we doing this? She's like, because it's going to look really cool, okay? God, guys. God, guys. <laughs> but then Eddie Murphy sees the kids in the trunk, and he's like, I've got to save them. And these suits of armor come to life. They're pretty easily defeated by him. Well, yeah, because he's this guy in a suit, and he's like punching and kicking suits of armor because again there's been no action scene and you know we are running out of energy so you gotta 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 pump up the audience with an with an action scene where he fights suits of armor in another movie this could be cool because it's being like intercut with like her walking down the aisle and like ramsey like doing the speech where it's like and now do you take this person to like you know to having to hold as eddie murphy's like fighting the suits and he takes him down and he freezes kids. It's at that classic point when anyone's getting married that the priest is like, does anyone object? And right as he says that, Eddie Murphy and the kids come out and they're like, hey, I object. Yeah, I got a few objections here. Yeah. And it's and like, I- okay. And they, you know, try and tell her, hey, don't marry him. Eddie Murphy reveals that Gra- uh, Ramsey killed Elizabeth and he's like, he tells Gracie, Elizabeth didn't kill herself. He did. And then Ramsey's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And Gracie ends up going down, is about to fight Eddie Murphy. And he's like, well, read this note. And he reads the note, finds out that Ramsey did kill her. And I don't understand what happened here after that. So after that, then Ramsey's like, 
that's it. I call upon the powers of hell to come and drag you down. And, like, all these, like, ghosts, like, are about to attack him. But then the fireplace comes to life. And this giant fire dragon comes around and is, like, encircling the entire space. But then it grabs Ramsey. And Ramsey is, like, being dragged away, but he grabs Eddie Murphy at the last second. And as, like, then the fireplace opens up to a pit to hell. <laughs> no joke. And Ramsey's, like, trying to drag Eddie Murphy down. And Eddie Murphy's, like, on the side of the edge where it's, like, the cliff is. And Ramsey's dragging him. And he, Eddie Murphy's about to let go. But then Gracie grabs Eddie Murphy's hand, and he's like, don't worry, I've got you. And Ramsey falls into the depths of hell. And that's it for Ramsey. He's like, oh, no. Oh. Which, what I think happened was that when he called, like, upon the powers of hell, is that it was, like, to he, he was calling upon them to, like, you know, take Eddie Murphy away, but then hell was like, wait a minute, Ramsey, you're the bad guy. <laughs> it's not really, like, a deus ex machina. It's like a demon ex machina. It's like a, a Satan ex machina. Even Satan was like, yo, Ramsey, that was fucked of you, man. Like, I can't do this to these nice like, people. He's just some really cool people. And you just, you killed his wife because you're racist. <laughs> I'm Satan and I'm not racist. <laughs> oh, uh, man. And yeah, so that. Elizabeth Sarah dies because Ramsey poisoned the drink she like, had. Which, sure, even though when we saw her, she clearly hadn't taken a drink from it yet. Like, it was at her lips. But then she drops the cup. But sure, I guess she got poisoned. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's holding Sarah, and he's like, No, Sarah, you can't die. I love you. And then the floating orb shows up, and is like, Get away from her! And then the daughter's like, No, I think the orb actually wants to say something. And the <laughs> orb, like, enters Sarah's body, and it comes back, and it turns out the orb was Elizabeth the whole time. She's like, I've always loved you, uh, Mr. Gracie, whatever his fir- real first name is. I, I've... I didn't want anything bad to happen, but I could never tell you. There's no explanation for what this ghost world is like. But anyways, she it turns into the wife. And as the wife, she makes out with Mr. Grace. Yeah, like so hardcore. And then Eddie Murphy just turns to his kids and says, don't worry, kids, that's not mommy. That's just that's just Elizabeth. Don't worry. And they're they like, out for like a while. Yeah. And then Eddie Murphy's like tapping him. Hey, that, that's my wife. And she just kind of like looks at him and smiles, and then she, like, passes out again. He catches her, and he's like, oh, and it's like, okay, it's, she's Sarah again. I think this was just a ruse for Sarah. She just really wanted to make out with Gracie. <laughs> I think she was making out, and Eddie Murphy was like, what the hell? And she's like, oh, uh, I, I'm uh... dead again. Oh, now I'm Sarah. What? <laughs> but then, basically, Mr. Grace is just like, thank you for everything you've done. Then he walks over, and then the ghost of Elizabeth is there, and the two of them float off into heaven together. And then the two servants show up, and they're like, Thank you for everything. And we're like, all right, we barely knew you as characters. Yeah, what are your names again? We actually don't know. Yeah, Goodbye. and then the two of them float off into heaven. And then we get this big wide shot where all the spirits from the graveyard float off into heaven. Which, similarly to that other thing, like with Eddie Murphy fighting in the wedding, this, that'd be a really cool scene in a movie that did it correctly. Because, like, you get to see, like, the clouds open up and, like, you see all these bursts of light coming up. And it's a really cool imagery. It's, it's how I feel about it. There's a different movie that I think we should actually do sometime. It has the same thing where it has two of my favorite moments in all of cinema, but it's a really bad movie. Oh, are we talking about The Room? No, we're talking about Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Okay, interesting. Uh, Noah's Ark. It, we, that's a whole different okay, thing for another okay. time, but basically it does the same thing. We're like, it's a really cool moment where you see all these spirits like fly up into the sky and like it's all nice, but I don't care about anything. Okay. Like, anyone that we've seen so far, so whatever. <laughs> that's and then, true. And then at the end, they're just like, 
uh, all right, let's get out of here. Let's go to the let's go to the lake house. And so we cut to them driving in the lake house, and Madame Leota is just narrating and like, and then they were fine. Years and years go by, and they never gave a dime or Something whatever. Like that. And then the daughter's like, Dad, Madame Leota's like saying weird things again. It's like, don't worry, we'll be we'll be at the lake house soon. And then the wife says, we'll be there in 20 minutes tops. I'm like, ah, oh, that's because of what he said this whole time. <laughs> and they back out from the car, and we just hear a little bit of singing, and then we turn back around to the back of the car, and it's the singing statues, and like, we're driving down the ri- highway, and we're going somewhere. It's the note we leave the movie on. Yeah, I'm like, I guess those ghost spirits were just dicks and didn't get to go up. And that's another part that doesn't make sense. Why does Battle Leota have to stay as a crystal ball? And why are those statue ghosts still there yeah no it uh whatever whatever that's the haunted mansion yep so uh yeah once again what are your thoughts on it it's a bit of a letdown i think they whiffed on a couple things and i think we really need to compare this movie to pirates of the caribbean and see like what did pirates do differently that did did it right and what did this movie do wrong how should we compare haunted mansion to pirates of the caribbean I mean, it's a fair comparison, because a lot of times I think these things are unfair, where it's like, they're two different things, but they were adapting two rides at the same time. The way that I look at it, that Pirates of the Caribbean took the atmosphere of the ride, mm-hmm. and kind of had, like, the feeling of, like, what it would be like to experience it through, like, a narrative sense, and they put in, you know, their own version of the story as to why these pirates are skeletons, and why they're doing what they do, whereas in this one, they just kind of took, like, here are things that you liked from the ride, Here's, here's Madame Leota. Uh, let's find a reason for her to be in this. And here are the paintings that change from, from regular to spooky. Ooh. And then it's like, all right, then there's this other story of Eddie Murphy being a bad father and husband. And he has to go to a haunted mansion to figure out how to be a good dad. It just feels like two, two separate things trying to collide. Whereas they, there was a story about pirates and they just laid a, like, uh, an atmosphere on top like a feeling and a mood on top of it yeah i agree i definitely think that the atmosphere of pirates of the caribbean is a lot like more like swashbuckling adventure like whoa jack sparrow where haunted mansion is supposed to be more like scary and this film isn't scary yeah jim evers is no jack sparrow (laughs) and they, I think that's sort of where they whiff on it a lot, is, like, they sh- maybe should have made this into the 1800s and, like, had a spooky mansion like that. Yeah, it, it probably, it, honestly, if we're in this moment where we're not script-doctoring it, we're making it better, it probably would be better to make it, like, a spooky mansion from, like, its own time period. Like, you, you know, have it be the 1700s, and then the next people that move in is like, oh, this has been haunted since my la- my grandfather, instead of, like, this other thing. Yeah, I don't think it should have taken in, like, you know, modern times or anything like that. How do you sell it to the kids? Uh, How that's, do you sell it to the kids? That's the thing. And it's one thing with the ride of Pirates of the Caribbean is definitely, like, one tone still. Like, it's like, oh, oh, look, it's pirates. It's crazy. But the Haunted Mansion ride does have two tones to it. Because in the beginning, it is very scary and, like, mm-hmm. has that atmosphere. But at the end, you know, it gets a little goofy. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, look, these are ghosts and we're just partying. Woo. And we got the hitchhikers around here. And... But I do think they, like, each segment, like, flows a little bit. Like, from, because I'm not, I don't remember the exact, like, format of the ride. Uh-huh. But it is, like, spooky at the start. Like, you see these scary things and then you move on. And then you see, like, them dancing in the ballroom. But then, like, you've got Madame Leota, which is kind of scary, but they yeah. also have these floating instruments, which is silly. Then you go to the graveyard, and it's all these 
ghosts doing like really silly things. And I think, I think there's a flow to it in the ride. Whereas in the movie, it's just like, this is supposed to be scary. This is supposed to be funny. This is supposed to be scary. This is supposed to be funny. And it doesn't balance that tone. Yeah, no, it, it really doesn't. And I think that is the biggest thing with the movie is that it needs to figure out what tone it is Mm -hmm. because it's, uh, not the it, it it's that's the biggest thing. Its tone is up and down, and yeah. it doesn't commit to one either way. Because I would say the humor isn't that funny, and the scares aren't scary. So yeah, it needs to be either more scary and just have a few jokes throughout, and just let people feel the atmosphere, or it needs to be funny in how like almost in how not scary it is. Like it's still generally scary, but it's just a comedy that also has ghosts. I agree. I agree that. Yeah. Good notes, good notes, good, good, good notes. If only we could be back in 2002 <laughs> when they were making the movie to be like, hey, could you fix this? Okay, well, should we just jump into surgery? Let's do it. What do you want to what do you what do you want to operate on first? Um, Morgan. Hmm, okay. Biggest thing, Eddie Murphy's character is not a good person. No. Like he shouldn't have to be taught these lessons of like how to be a good husband, like don't do this or that and we need to root for him in a certain way. Like, there's nothing likable about him until he crashes his car into the side to save yeah. his family. What he needs to be is he needs to be likable and the guy who would go to the ends of the earth for his family. But he also, you know, unfortunately, like, does stuff for work and, like, messes up. Where you you see him, like, you could almost even do, like, a time where you see him, like, showing up to every sports game or whatever, like, every soccer game. And then recently it's like, hey, you've been missing out on a lot of things. And he's like, I know, I've just been so busy. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being like he's always been this person, it's like, hey, recently you've been going down this bad path. Maybe we should fix that. Yeah, I think we should have some fun with it too. Like maybe he's trying to be a good dad, but he's just like keeps miscalculating things. Like he's like, he comes home and he's like, honey, like, look, I got you the teddy bear and here's a rose and here's some wine like for our anniversary. And she could be like, our anniversary's tomorrow, honey. Like, dude. Yeah, like, he's trying. He's trying to be good. Yeah, and then, like, maybe he's trying to go to the soccer game or whatever, but he ends up like, oh, wait, shoot, soccer season's over. I need to go to the football field. And, like, stuff like that where it's just, like, he's overworked, obviously, but he's still, like, making that effort rather than, like, all right, I just closed these two houses today, and I'm going to go talk to my wife. And then another people are just like, hey, we want a house too. Like, yeah, just well, give him your card and walk away. And you could do that. But also, like, have him, you know, do that thing where he's racing to the place where he needs to go. And it's a it's a classic, like, family movie thing where he's like, who I made it just in time, and, like, you know, shows up at the soccer field, and it's like, what happened is, like, it's September, it's time for football. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. And it's, because it's not, it still should be his fault that he's not prioritizing things, but he still has a good heart. Yeah, and it could be, like, his English friend was like, yeah, we need to, we're playing football. <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, I'm at the soccer field. What do you mean? It's like, no, uh, football. I've been in America for 15 years now. I know the difference. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Which he doesn't have an English friend, but I would like to see one now. Yeah, exactly. Um, that could have been... that. Yeah. We need to root for him in a certain way, you know? like he Because at the beginning, like I don't really get the feeling that he gives much of a shit about his family. Like He's annoyed that he has to help his son out yeah. to show like the, how to kill a spider. And he's annoyed that he has to actually be nice to his wife. And he's like, oh, all right, yeah. we'll just go to the lake house and thinking that we'll fix everything. Because he also really doesn't have that much of a character arc either. Well, yeah, because it would be different if he, like, if he also, if they went the other way, obviously, and he's, like, actually worse. And it's like, you've actually never been a good husband or good dad. And it's like, oh, no, I have this bigger lesson to learn. It's just, it's just too caught in the middle where it's like, I don't like him. 
and I don't want to see him learn a lesson. If you see someone who's awful, you're like, oh man, that person better get better, like, fast. But then if you see a good person who's, like, doing the wrong things, it's like, oh no, I feel so bad. I mean, we just need to make Eddie Murphy more funny. Because Eddie Murphy's a funny guy, and he does not get to be funny in this. Yeah, like, he's definitely trying the hardest out of everyone to try and be funny. Like, facial reactions and, like, his movements are, like, what you would want. And he's definitely the best actor out of the whole group. Mm-hmm. But he's just really not given anything to work with. And if we compare that to Jack Sparrow, like, that's Johnny Depp in his prime. Yeah, like, that's Jack him. He's just, like, written as just, like, this, like, quirky pirate. And then that's just Johnny Depp, like just doing what he does. It's, it's, yeah, you, you're right on the money there, yeah. sir. You got it. Uh, but he's also just playing a stale character, like a real estate guy. Well, like it's, really... it's a character that he knows how to play because, like, I, well, I think it's one of his first actual dad roles. Really? through the okay. 80s and 90s, he was, like, you know, the cool guy, like the, the one who's doing uh, all the, you know, the, he's he's a Beverly Hills cop and he's, like, a movie producer and he's, like, a, 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 f- a former criminal. And I feel like, it's either this or, like, in this early time is when he's starting to play dads. And so I think he just doesn't know what he's doing, and he d- thinks that, like, he's got to be like, ooh, I'll be smarmy and adjust my tie, and that's what it is to be a dad. But that's, like, he's a funny guy lost in, in, in this element. Yeah, like, how can we make this character more Eddie Murphy, I guess? Like, where he's, like, more natural with uh, it all? He's got to not be a realist. I know it's difficult to make because it's a haunted mansion, and how do you sell it? But he's got to not be a real estate agent. Yeah, so... Like he's put in this job where he's supposed to be super straight-laced. What if he's, like, <laughs> like a hotshot movie producer who owns, like, properties on the side? Okay. And, like, he get he, like this house gets recommended to him by, like, some person who's like, oh, yeah, my, my great-uncle used to live in this house, and it's, like, this big thing, and, like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like, it's old and creepy, and I think it's haunted, and he's like, okay, whatever. Like, like something like that where he's, where he's allowed to play almost like a... Like, like a douchebag character, but he's got a family and he actually cares about them. Because you could still keep that attitude of him being like, you know, thinking about his bottom line first. But then if you put the family in there, then hopefully he cares about them. I'm trying to think of another way where, because if he's going to buy the mansion, he does need to have a lot of money to buy it or be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just wants the land in general. Is there something he could do with the land? I mean, he could be an oil guy and be like, ooh, there's oil under these things. And then, but is that too, like... Is that too cliche to have, like, the oil guy be, like, the guy that needs to learn a lesson? <laughs> Are we going to make it an environmental movie at the same time as a family film? I'm, I'm not sure. I, uh, my, my pick would be to be the movie producer and have him just be, like, smarmy and be, like, this property down in Louisiana? All right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I just, I want, because if he's, like, a movie producer type guy, he's already, like, sort of swine, like, a slick back and, like, not a great person like i want him still to be a dad mm-hmm. you know no, I, that's fair maybe he could just be a hotshot ceo who's just trying to get a summer home you know and he's like oh we could touch this up and everything and then he gets turned into a cat and we got nine lives <laughs> <laughs> no sorry that's it's a kevin spacey movie from a few years ago where it's the exact same plot oh but man. he gets turned into a cat instead of going to a mansion maybe eddie murphy does turn into a cat you know what why, why not do the big crossover everyone's been waiting for? It's Nine Lives with the Haunted Mansion. Oh, definitely, dude. Nine and... Haunted Mansion. Right? <laughs> yeah, 
Do you still want to fix Eddie Murphy, or do you think you want to move on from here? I still think if we make him a generic, like, CEO, like, we get the, oh, yeah, I'm a dad, but I'm still trying a bit more. Like, if he was a... The thing is, he needs to... If he's not going to sell the house, he needs to be the guy buying the house. Mm -hmm. Or unless he gets one of those things in the mail where it's like, you want a house. And, okay... I don't think the character Eddie Murphy in this movie is stupid enough to be like, I think we should try and get it. Yeah. It's a hard thing to crack. I understand why they made him a real estate agent, but I just don't think that's Eddie Murphy's, like, natural... It's just the easiest way out of... In a plot way out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure they wrote the story before they knew Eddie Murphy was going to be in it. But even so, you don't really give a guy a whole lot to work with if you just make him, like, this uh, suit-and-tie real estate agent. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, let's move on to something else then. I mean, uh, small thing though, I would try and make his wife more of an integral character, like on her own instead of being the MacGuffin. And I would cast someone who's not 20, like <laughs> six years old and a better actress. No offense to uh, whomever that was. I don't want to, you know, besmirch anyone because every job is hard. Marissa Thompson. Marissa Thompson. Oh, she's actually done some good stuff, but she just was not good in this. Like, yeah, I just she was phoning it in, or just they they just didn't give her much to work with, and she just couldn't. It's probably the latter, to be honest. Um, it's not like yeah, no, yeah we I, all both know. No, I, I, we we understand. I mean, I used to work on a on a TV show with a good actress, but she was not good in the show, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But yeah, she. Uh, don't don't cast her mostly for her age. <laughs> that really did bother me so much that she is just this young twenty something, and she clearly is not a real estate tycoon, and uh, does not have these thir- this thirteen year old daughter. Do you? How do we make her a bigger part of the plot then? I would think possibly an interesting thing that I would think of if we keep them as real estate agents is if if she like is actually still mad at him and instead of like going along with the plan of like let's go to the lake house she's like no 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 let's go to the mansion let's go do this let's go do whatever you want to do and like he's like he has to like almost work his way out of the doghouse and be like okay you know what you will we'll go do the mansion and I'll let you take care of everything I'll let you be the like the person in charge you get to sell the house like I, I've been doing too much work this will be like our first step on like you know I'll step back from the company for a little bit. Okay. And then when they're at the mansion, she like tries to do her thing and he steps in and is like, well, actually, <laughs> here's here's why you should let us buy this house or whatever, or let us be the ones to sell the house. And then she's like, how am I, ex- how, how can I expect you to step back from work when you can't even let me do, you know, one job or whatever? That's a way to like get her more involved, at least in the beginning, and especially when they're trying to when they're introduced to the to Ramsey and Mr. Gracie. It's not it's not a long term solution, but I feel like that fixes a portion of it. Do you think maybe we keep Eddie Murphy as a CEO, and Sarah is more of a like woman who's been like just a mom and is starting to get more into getting back into the workforce, yeah. and that's her real estate thing. And then, yeah, so she's a real estate person, and it's her, like, first big... It's her first house. Yeah. And the people just emailed her being like this. And so as she's, like, talking numbers with, you know, Ramsey or something, he's like, well, actually, we should do it like this. And, like, he's trying to take over, and she's like, no, I I got my license and everything. Like, I can do this. And, like, he just doesn't believe in her. Yeah, and then he's like, well, no, I, you know, I get you have your license, but, you know, I've been doing business for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm like... No, that makes sense. Maybe at the end we have a thing where he has to believe in her that she can do a certain thing, and And then she does it. But that would also make sense, though, that why the ghost would want to 
get her if it's only her name that's like on the real estate thing Mm -hmm. it's like ooh, we need to we need to get her instead of like thinking that when they call her that eddie murphy will also show up right with the kids like and maybe that's another thing too where he's more rushing like let's get to the lake and she's like well i just have this big thing he's like all right we'll give you 20 minutes and then we'll leave that and that gives more of a reason like say why like the deal isn't done yet and the kids are like we want to leave and the dad's like all right uh, you know we'll stay here for a little longer so your mom can get close the deal yeah and it's not a like the flood has covered the roads (laughs) big note let's give ramsey more to do (laughs) (laughs) with ramsey his plan it just doesn't make sense really the plan in a nutshell is in order to lift the curse uh mr gracie has to finally marry his one true love which we're should we just ignore the fact that how do we know that that's the curse yeah I, i mean i guess i mean why are they get cursed I don't know why they're cursed. Yeah. We, we, not, not a better thing to fix, if at all possible, and mostly a rewrite. Please explain in a very good way why all this is happening, instead of just saying, we're cursed. Basically, uh, Elizabeth dies, Mr. Gracie kills himself, and because of their that, the entire mansion is haunted, and now they're all cursed to roam until Mr. Gracie's spirit can be reunited with Elizabeth. Uh, Ramsey calls... Uh, Sarah to try and get her to be there because she looks exactly like Elizabeth. So she shows up. The plan is to get him to mar- to die to get Sarah to die, so that her ghost can marry Mr. Gracie's ghost, and then the curse will be lifted. That's the plan. Really convoluted, man. Like it's really so now because he didn't have them married, he is fine with them getting married now because it will lift the curse. But why? But why do they think that Elizabeth's been reincarnated? Like, why do well, they I mean, still... she does look exactly like Elizabeth. I mean, Sarah she does, does, but also, which is weird though, because then that doesn't explain. Is Sarah the reincarnation of Elizabeth? Because Elizabeth's just been this floating, glowing orb. Which why are some ghosts floating? Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's fair. So was she? Is she the reincarnation, or is she just someone who looks exactly like her, and she's just then her Elizabeth's spirit goes inside of Sarah. I think they said it is her reincarnation, but it's, like, in a very, like, quick line or something like that. I mean, with the curse in general, I think we need to take a page out of Beauty and the Beast. Sort of like Sarah is, like, the untouched fruit and Gracie wants to, like, marry her and everything and it's super taboo and sort of, you know what I'm saying with Beauty and the Beast and that's why they got cursed? Well, the curse was because, like, he was cruel to, like, this magic yeah. woman, and then she casts a spell on the place. I mean, it would be easy if there was an explanation in the very beginning where when Elizabeth, you know, kills herself, quote-unquote kills herself, uh, that, like, there's some, like, family, like, like, some family bayou, like, witch doctor magic that's, like, if my child ever dies of a broken heart, <laughs> the entire family of this person will be cursed for eternity. What do you think if, like, because they were going to get married, they got cursed? You know? Uh, like, there's a racist witch doctor who's like, no, this is not how it works. And then that's why Gracie... No, sorry. Ramsey wanted her to die was because he's like, well, I don't want everyone to get cursed. But then... But then the curse actually activated anyways because yeah. they never got married. Just dueling <laughs> witch doctors. I would say the dueling witch doctors where one is like, You'll be cursed if you get married. You'll be cursed if you don't get married. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But, so then that makes Gracie, or fuck Gracie, Ramsey, 
not the villain, like, how do we still make him the villain in this, I guess? Because he's trying to prevent everyone getting boned. I don't know, because it's hard to watch something when you're a ghost besides just being free. Yeah. Because they end up getting what they want anyways. Why is, why is the fact that Elizabeth inhabits Sarah once give her the freedom to become a ghost again and not just a floating orb? The plot is too much that, like, I don't know if there's a, a fix with what they have. I think the fix would be Elizabeth, there is no floating orb. Okay. Elizabeth is dead and was cursed by, I, I think it should be a curse from Elizabeth's family. That okay. they cursed the house to be like, no one, no one who dies in this house may rest until uh, our daughter finds happiness. Mm-hmm. Which, then if she's the reincarnation, she's not happy when she's married to Eddie Murphy. Wow. Uh, uh, okay. So Yikes. And then, she, but then, so there's no floating orb. There's uh-huh. no Elizabeth. She's just, she's just reincarnated into Sarah. And it's one of those things where, like, she's been reincarnated over and over again. And she's never been able to get to the house. Then finally she gets there. And then when she dies, you know, her spirit, uh, Elizabeth's spirit is released from her and says, thank you for this. Do I, I will let Sarah remain with you as we've, you know, been traveling together for so long or whatever. I, I think it just needs to be a witch doctor thing. And there's no floating orb inside the mansion to begin with. The moral of the story is that the curse needs to change. Yeah, the curse definitely needs to change because it, it again, it doesn't make sense. Like, at least in Beauty and the Beast, we underst- like vaguely understand why everyone else is cursed. It's because, like, oh, you let this kid be a shithead. This is your fault as much as it's the I father's. Was, I was part of the prologue. <laughs> I curse you and your shithead kid. <laughs> it's, have you watched that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they turn into black people? No, I'm aware of it, but yeah. They're, like, they're trying to figure out what the rules are. They're like, what are we supposed to do? Like, what are the rules? Like, that's what we need for this. It's like, what are the rules? Yeah. Someone <laughs> to tell us what the rules are i think the opening scene also like when the credits are rolling we can make that a little more cut and dry where we know what's going on rather than it's like oh it's this weird 80 1780s whatever this period dance piece going on it's just like oh and someone's glass fell down and then it's like oh now we're jim everson evers you actually just show what happens yeah like so that you just know that they're ghosts that sarah's probably the reincarnation of elizabeth yeah yeah i because it's not like those are real twists i guess they're like lazy i feel like and it's more like we see that she gets killed and that it's like the peacock face guy and everyone's like who was wearing that peacock face mask and we're trying to figure it out give a different thing rather than just like why did she kill herself because it doesn't make sense like if that's the reason where Maybe Gracie is like, I need to figure out who the murderer is, and now you're all going to be cursed until someone fesses up to it. Actually, that's a much better idea. Yeah. Never mind, you just figured out the curse. <laughs> it's like, oh no, Elizabeth is dead. And it's like, oh well, I guess you can't do that. And then Gracie's like, that's it. No one can be happy till I'm happy. Yeah. There we go. And then, Thank you for fixing okay, it. Okay, great. Haha, <laughs> I didn't need three months in a writer's room. <laughs> uh, Let me think, is there anything else you want to tackle? Uh, Nothing specific. It really, It really just comes down to like... And it's just very generic and like, it'd be small notes on like, hey, make the kids stronger. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, make the butler stronger, the butlers stronger. Uh, you know, just more integral to the plot rather than like, here are some quirky characters that we never really find out much about. Like, I like that, typically I would say that make it take place over a longer period of time. But I kind of like that it's like, you know, a weekend that they figure out their life lesson. Okay. 
And so another thing I sort of want to talk about is the Haunted Mansion video game that was... The Haunted Mansion video game? Yeah, it came out uh, simultaneously as the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I played it when I was a little kid. And to be honest, it was just a ripoff of Luigi's Manor, but like with a little more scary themes. All right. T- tell me everything about it. Um, it's a lot different than the game. Like it does not... It, it doesn't take anything from this game. Uh, the game doesn't take anything from the movie. Really? Yeah, but fun fact, um, if you bought the game, it would be like, here's a free ticket inside to see the movie. Wow, okay. Yeah, I know. So it was, did the game have Eddie Murphy as like, the main character? No. It had this scrub of a dude. Well, now I need to know everything. Okay, I'm going to I want to set the scene a little bit. Um, I'd be insulted if you didn't. <laughs> okay, so we are in... 1879, after the Civil War, a young man named, we'll just call him Zeke, who is apparently looking for a job, is misled by a newspaper advertisement about being a caretaker for a mansion. Making the decision to take this job, he journeys to this mansion, only to find that it is very unkept and crawling with ghosts. <laughs> After searching the mansion for some time, she bumps he bumps into Ray Liotta. You may also know them as Madame Liotta. <laughs> she tells Zeke about the manor and how it's been haunted by many ghosts. This one man specifically named Octius Thorn has trapped all 999 souls in the mansion. And Zeke must go around to save them all using his magical lantern that can also shoot fireballs and lightning. Because it's a video game. (laughs) Zeke agrees to help them and goes around and saves the souls from Atius Thorn. At the final battle, Atius reveals his plan to take over the afterlife and the land of the living and stealing the beacon of souls that Zeke has had. Zeke faces off against Thorn's true form, a giant, worm-like creature. After Atius dies, Zeke emerges victorious and thanks his friendly ghosts from the haunted mansion and is finally returned to the light and frees all 999 spirits, because it was a collectathon. Zeke is then employed as a Tay character of this state and continues to live in harmony with the rest of the ghosts and Ray, Ray Liotta. Wow. What a game. Yeah, and I hit that exactly two minutes and 16 seconds. That's how long the song was. Way to go. Um, um, so what, what, what do you think of um, that why, idea? Why was this, why was this a tie-in to the, game, to the movie? I think they probably watched the game, or watched the movie, and were like, wow, this is really shitty. Um, let's do something else. And they were just like, here, there's this game with Luigi uh, where they <laughs> catch some ghosts. Because, like, what's even the gameplay? Like, do you actually, like, suck up ghosts, like, in your magic lantern? Pretty much. Um, but there, it's more, like, adult-themed ghost catching. It's not oh. as, like, it's more, like, um, hard edges and everything. Like, you fight off giant spiders and everything. I never finished the game, and it's actually sort of weird that the guy turns into a giant worm. Or a worm-like creature, sorry. Um, cause in the game, he, he literally looks like a guy from, uh, Legends of Zelda. Like, he looks like a ripoff of Gandorf. All right. And the guy, Zeke, is literally just, like, the skin and bones guy. Sort of like, you know, when you're on the Haunted Mansion ride and the guy sees you going into the graveyard with yeah. his lantern? Sort of like that, but a little smaller. 
But I was interested about that because we talked about taking this place in the 1800s. Like, what do you think if this guy goes in and, like, sort of has to deal with all the ghosts? I mean, that honestly probably sounds like a much better movie to me. <laughs> like, a guy who's, who's like, becomes a caretaker in, like, the 1800s and has to, like, protect the ghosts. Like, it's, all, it's not even, like, releasing them to the afterlife. It's like, this, is, this sucks, but there's one ghost that's been terrorizing all of us, and since we can't die, we're all being terrorized. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the game is very good, but I, the story doesn't seem bad. From what I remember, it is just a total ripoff of Luigi's Mansion. Cool. But like, with you know, it's not as like wow, wow, wow. It's more like, oh damn, I actually just got bit by a giant spider, and now I'm gonna die. <laughs> damn. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was crazy. It was good times. It's okay. They should have called it Waluigi's Mansion. <laughs> Ooh. There also is another uh, idea that has gone around. It's this uh, Euro Disney uh, haunted mansion, except it's instead of calling it the haunted mansion, it's the Phantom Manor. This one is quite lengthy uh, on the explanation, but it has a lot of tie-ins to the actual parks. Mm -hmm. So what I remember from the Phantom Manor is that this guy, Henry Ravenwood, is like this old settler and stuff, and he found gold at this... uh, this mountain called, you might recognize the name, uh, the Big Thunder Mountain? I think they're going to make a movie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's sort of cool, like, in the actual park, it's right across from the Phantom Manor. And it's like, oh, look, he, he got his gold over there. That's cool. He makes his riches and stuff, and his one daughter ends up trying to marry this one guy. And the daughter's really in love with him and everything. But the dad doesn't like him, but the dad dies. And it's like, oh, whatever, we can be together and so the two are about to get married, and for whatever reason, the guy doesn't show up. And we know that the guy got murdered by someone. But now the wife uh, is running around trying to find her husband in this huge uh, house, you know, this haunted house. And that's what she's been doing for this her whole rest of her life, is just running around trying to find their her husband and this phantom manor, this guy, phantom, comes in and sort of is just taunting her all the time. And it's sort of, from what I remember, like, hinted at that it's her dad. It's a really fucked up dad. And he's the one that killed the other guy. And now this phantom is bringing more and more spirits in to, like, laugh at the woman. And now they just... Messed up story for a Disney Yeah, attraction. right? I, I really strongly suggest you guys go and read more about it because I just gave the very abridged style of it all. But a lot of people at Euro Disney really like the whole idea of it and want, like, the old Haunted Mansion to change from that to this one. I disagree with that because I like all it, but... Read up I on- never change rides. <laughs> yeah. Or terror forever. <laughs> um, but go read up on it. I definitely, like, give a very big abridge on it. I'm not completely sure if I got the details right. Yeah. Uh, but it's an interesting little uh, little tangent. And um, what do you what do you think of that idea? The idea of turning that into a ride or possibly making that the movie instead? Uh, a movie instead. Uh, maybe. I don't know how Disney would feel about it because that really just sounds like a like a horror drama. Where it doesn't sound like there's too much, like, action or adventure or, like, mystery. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just a lot of, like, this one woman's misery the whole time. <laughs> it sounds more like a, uh, more like an A24 movie than oh, a Disney movie. Oh, God. Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. But I do think it's a cool idea for, especially as a story. If that was, like, a short story and, like, a book, I bet that would be read in schools. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Well, uh, 
We're going to make it mandatory for you guys to go on the uh, Euro Disney Haunted Mansion. Yeah. What if that and was then... homework for people instead of like, reading stories? You have to go on the ride and, and give, write me a four-page paper on the metaphors used in the Haunted Manor. Phantom Manor, get it right. Yeah. That's all I got for Haunted Mansion. I don't have too many fun facts. Uh, just My favorite characters were the Find the Key like busts when I was nine. I don't remember why. <laughs> I just remember being like, that was funny. They were singing songs about finding the key. I was simultaneously very easily entertained when I was a child, and also like, hold on, what's quality? But th- to th- that day, I was just interested in being entertained. Oh, I feel. Um, they were quite a bust, as you said. <laughs> this whole movie was quite a bust. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's it for me. Sounds like that's it for you. Yep. If you guys want to catch our newest and greatest content, you know where to find us on our Facebook page, Instagram, and we're on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, you can listen to us on all the places, on on Podbean, on iTunes, on miscellaneous others. Yes. Uh, But yeah, if you're on iTunes, leave us us a good review. Leave us some five stars if you like us. Uh, I think we're sitting at five stars right now, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, good. Keep keep those good reviews coming. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thanks you guys so much for listening again. If you do have the time, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, you guys are lit, and I'm glad you are uh, foolish mortals like us for listening to this podcast. Thank you for sticking with us for all of our Halloween-related content. You know what, Taylor? You know how I said I was done with everything Grinch-related? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think I lied. Oh, snap, really? What a Grinch move of you. <laughs> Maybe people will find out next week how I lied. Oh, snap. All right. <laughs> Tune in later, everybody. This is Ramsey signing off from the Doctor Script podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>